Fitting coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love. Welcome back to the Love You podcast, where you'll learn everything you need to know about dating, relationships, sex, and men from men's point of view. And I'm going to begin with a quote. A quote. It's, a, it's, a, it's an easy way to start a podcast, but it's a great quote because it has an element of truth in it. Uh, it's by Dr. Pat Allen, author of Getting to I Do. And she famously said, If you tell a man what to do and he does it, he's not really a man. Now, it's a laugh line, it's exaggerated, but like any sort of good comedy, there's an element of truth to it. Men definitely don't, you know, play the, uh, you know, you get to be the boss of me game. Um, uh, and so let's sort of explore what that means. Uh, I've got, I've got a, a, a caller lined up um, from my Love You program, who's really wonderful, and I'm looking forward to coaching her. But before uh, we speak, I'd like to explore the concept that you can change your man and uh, I want to address some, some misunderstandings around what it means to change someone. Um, and I, I, I put more thought into this than I normally put into uh, preparing for the podcast. So I'm going to begin with a question. Can your man, your boyfriend, your partner, your husband, make you lose weight against your will? Can your man make you want to have a threesome against your will? Can your man make you become more interested in the minutia of his boring job against your will? And the answer, of course, is no, across the board. People can change, but they only change when they want to change, not because you want them to change. So I've had no shortage over 14 years of doing this, no shortage of mothers reaching out to me to help their daughters, and I would tell them the same thing. Your daughter is the one who has to want to change. You can't say, I really want my daughter always chooses bad guys. I want her to get married. She's the one who has to call me. Otherwise, it's like someone signing you up again at a gym against your will when you have absolutely no interest in working out. It's not only insulting, but it's kind of a waste of time and money on the part of the person signed, signed the person up at the gym to get fit. So that's usually the case when it comes to the, and I get a lot of it, can I change my man stories? But this would not be a Love You podcast if the answer was as simple as black and white. While no man wants to, you to tell him how much he sucks and what's wrong with him and how he's constantly disappointing you, if he's your boyfriend, he really does want to make you happy. That's part of the job description. So then four questions arise. And I would like you to, if you have the capacity to write this down, if you're listening in a car, don't write this down. But here are four questions you should be asking about can I change my man? Number one, is the thing you're asking him to change a reasonable request? Right? There are some requests that are reasonable, there are some that are not. And two people can theoretically disagree, but more objectively, remove yourself emotionally from it. Is the thing you're asking him to do reasonable? Number one. Number two, does changing significantly impact your boyfriend's life? Right? If you're asking him to do something that you don't like, does it significantly impact him, right? If, you're, if he's a guy who is a big NFL football fan and he, he's got season tickets for the past 20 years and he spends every Sunday during football season going to football games and you say, stop going to football games, 
that could significantly impact his life, right? So that, that's something to consider. Is the thing you're asking him to do reasonable? And then how much does it impact him if he does it? Number three, is your need for him to change more important than his desires, right? And again, that's also a, a discussion and, and two people could, could come at that from, from different sides, right? But that's ultimately what makes, makes people want to make small sacrifices in a relationship. When my wife asked me to do something, uh, if her need, if she feels strongly enough about it, it will generally override my need to push back. So is your need for him to change more important than whatever his desires are? Because he doesn't want to change. And then finally, question number four, does your boyfriend want to make you happy more than he doesn't want to change? Right? Because that's really what it comes down to. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig my heels in as the boyfriend versus, all right, she gets what she wants because I want her to be happy. So if he values not being bossed around and staying the way he is at the expense of your happiness, well, that says something about him too. So I'm, I'm going to choose a stupid example from my own life about how we can go, go through this chain and how you should go through this chain of questions when you're asking, can my boyfriend change? My wife puts 12 pillows on the bed every night, and she largely surrounds herself in a pillow fort when we go to sleep. I get about one quarter of the surface of the bed, and she gets the rest. I know, very intimate. She wakes up at 6.45 to get my daughter out the door at 7.20. And because she wakes up early, that leaves me to make this ridiculous bed, this monstrosity of a bed that Marie Antoinette would scoff at for having too many pillows. So it probably takes, in the grand scheme of things, two minutes to make the bed, but that's about one minute and 50 seconds longer than I would normally take before I had a wife. So I asked myself this, right? Is the thing you're asking him to change a reasonable request? And I'm being him. Yes, it's a bed. It's nothing. It is a reasonable request. Does changing, significant, does changing my habits, which is barely making the bed, does it significantly impact his life? No, it annoys me that I have to make her bed, <laughs> but it doesn't significantly change my life. Is your need for him to change more important than his desires? No, I don't think my wife would leave me <laughs> if I refuse to make the bed, right? So it's not that important. Um, and finally, does your boyfriend want to make you happy more than he doesn't want to change? I want to make my wife happy more than I resent making this ridiculous bed. So I make the bed and I occasionally make passive aggressive jokes about making my bed, which is my childlike way of coping. And that's a microcosm of marriage, at least our marriage. Um, you either compromise, or sacrifice, not because you want to, but because pleasing your partner and keeping the peace is more important than standing your ground. But that's not always going to be the case, right? So if my wife told me she was uncomfortable with the fact that I shared private information about our relationship with clients, readers, Facebook fans, podcast listeners, other coaches, we'd be at an impasse, right? So it's not wrong for her to feel uncomfortable with the concept of me teaching women about healthy relationships by using our relationship as an example, it's quite normal to feel, to want privacy over your own life. Unfortunately, teaching by way of example is pretty much at the core of what I do. It's not just my business, it's like my enti entire identity. And if she chose to put her foot down 
and attempt to forbid me from talking truth, truthfully about dating relationships, sex, and my marriage, she'd probably lose the battle, right? We probably wouldn't be married. We wouldn't even gotten this far because any woman who's like, you're never allowed to talk about us. Uh, that's, I, I, I now don't get to be myself and I can't be in a relationship where I don't get to be myself. But hypothetically, some people, right, insert yourself into this equation, do choose relationships where there's a fundamental impasse that they just ignore, right? What happens when you do that? Well, if my wife married me and expected me never to talk about us, she'd build up a lot of resentment that I'm still being myself. I'd build up a lot of resentment that my wife didn't accept me as I was. I would be walking on eggshells, afraid of speaking my mind when that's one of my sort of my most prized values, letting down my guard, being myself, being authentic. And we'd have a very rocky relationship. My wife and I work because she accepts that I've largely given up my privacy in exchange for helping women. And if she read my blog, listened to my podcast, monitored my Facebook page and scoured all 280 videos in Love You to see if there was something that offended her, I could pretty much assure you we wouldn't have the marriage we have today if she was vigilantly policing me to make sure that I didn't say anything offensive. So in that instance, it's not a matter of my needs mattering more than her needs, but rather facing the fact that we're at an impasse, right? If she wants her privacy, I'm not the right guy for her, right? And if I need to be able to talk about myself, a woman who values privacy more than I do isn't the right fit either, right? Both of us need to find another partner that we can deal with instead of being at a permanent impasse within the relationship. So ultimately, we're talking in broad brushstrokes about the difference between habits and tasks. And those things could be, like tasks can be negotiated as a couple, right? But personality traits should not be, right? If I'm an extrovert, I don't wanna be in hot water with my wife for it. If I'm passionate about my work, I don't wanna be in hot water for it. Love is about finding someone you can accept and tolerate. And if you can't tolerate him, you should probably leave him instead of trying to turn him into someone else. Um, and that may sound like a, a, a little black and white, but I think when it comes to relationships, it's the difference between I wanna have a baby, I don't wanna have a baby. Well, you can't do both, so what's it gonna be? Um, two people got to be on the same page. Otherwise, it may be indicative of, of two good people who are attracted, kind, uh, but aren't meant to be as a couple in the long run. And that's what it's about when you're, when you're talking about building a long-term relationship. Do you want to have the same fight over and over? Um, for most couples, it's, it's not worth it. And those who choose to have the same fight over and over, often their relationships do erode because they both thought they could accept something that they really couldn't accept and they were just lying to themselves the whole time. So we're going to go to our first caller and maybe our last caller. Her name is Sue. Hello, Sue. Hi, Evan. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Um, we've, uh, this topic is so very germane to any relationship discussion. Um, it's not male or, or female. It's really what could one accept within a relationship. So tell me a little bit about why you're here today and the relationship that you're having trouble accepting. Um, yes, I am having uh, a lot of thought about accepting my current boyfriend and we've been together about four months and he is a lovely guy, very different than anyone I've ever been with. Uh, without divulging too much, he is 
uh, he's an artist um, and he is very creative and very different than the businessmen that I've been with in the past and was married to as well. Um, we have a real heart connection. There are some things that kind of come along with being the artistic mentality, I think, that, um, that bother me. And I try to, you know, I'm reading this book, Radical Acceptance, and I'm, which you, I believe, had introduced us to. And I'm working on, well, can I really accept or not? And there's also health issues that he has. I'm older and he's even older. And um, they scare me. And I want him to take care of them differently than how he's taking care of them. But then I feel like, well, it's his body. It's his life. He has to do it his way. So I, I don't make those requests, but they're on my mind. And then certain things happen um, due to his health um, that push my buttons. He won't, he'll just kind of lose it and have a low blood sugar kind of episode and, and get rude and not be his usual lovely self. And then I get really triggered and think, oh, I can't deal with this. This is never going to change. Uh, so I, I kind of struggle with trying to make him change. Do I ask what is reasonable? I don't know. It's a huge topic for me. Yeah. Um, well, again, it's, it's, it's everybody's topic. And we're, we're a little bit caught here in that it's a current relationship, so I, I, under, I understand where you're coming from and you're being a little cagey about the details, but the details matter when it comes to giving advice. Like, it would be okay. hard for me to, you're being like, well, he's got some health issues and he's got some habits as an artistic guy and it leaves me with, okay. <laughs> what are they? <laughs> what, what are they? <laughs> okay. Is, is this reasonable, right? How much change does it involve on his part? Is there mm -hmm. a way of asking for it in a way that's not attacking? I mean, yeah. okay. it, it, we, we need specifics if you're comfortable providing that. Yes, yeah, I can, I can go into more detail. I am on the health front. Um, I was married for 20 years to someone who has type 1 diabetes. And um, it's a little different than type 2 diabetes, but it's, it's a terrible disease and very difficult to manage. And in my view, he didn't manage it the way I wanted him to. So that was a sticking point. And things would happen, like we would be out, we're in France, we're traveling. And I'm so excited to finally have the tour of Monet's garden in his house. And then boom, he has a low blood sugar episode. He gave himself, you know. This like is husband months. number one? This is my husband. I've only been married once, yeah. Okay, but I'm saying, but it's not your boyfriend we're talking about. No, no. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this was the husband. So, you know, he's practically fainting and it interrupted the day and it just, things would continually get ruined because I felt he wasn't taking good enough care of his issues. Well, with my boyfriend, to get specific, he does not have uh, diabetes that we know of. I don't think so. Um, but he does have low blood sugar episodes and it triggers me because I feel like I'm right back in my marriage. And what does that mean? Like to define it to the layperson, a low blood sugar episode, because it sounds like a, a pseudo diagnosis uh, <laughs> for being cranky. Uh, yes. Um, but but is, that, is that biological or is that just temperamental? That's a great question. I think it, well, I've been reacting to it as it's biological and we've talked about it being biological that I haven't eaten in several hours and I'm feeling really hungry and then he gets really snippy. And so I made a request that, okay, 
before you come over to my house, eat a sandwich. I don't care what you make, just have a few bites. And it has been helping. But then, you know, it's not perfect. And then, you know, I, I want to get in there and micromanage his diet. And that's his body. It's his life. So I feel like, is it reasonable for me to go that far and trying to, quote, change him to say, listen, here's how you need to eat. And here's what, because I've done so much studying on this. But I, you know, kind of, I don't want to be the pushy. I don't want to become his mother. <laughs> but I this understand. is who he is right now at this point. Listen, uh, mm -hmm. we, you get to the heart of something that's really important and, you know, you could circle around it and never really solve a thing. Um, I, I'm, I'm more like you. Uh, I'm, I'm a personal growth person. I'm an optimizer. I'm always thinking, how yes. could I run my business better? And how could I be a better husband and father? And I literally asked my wife, what could I do better? Like, I'm like, that's, that's who I am. Um, my wife is a complete opposite. My wife is the same as she was when she was 18. Um, there's zero evidence of introspection or personal growth. <laughs> she would rather do things the way she's always done them than change. Any attempts to change are met with no. I mean, like, it, it's a non-starter. And so from the beginning of our relationship, I was like, am I going to outgrow you? Because I'm going here and you're just staying. And um, right. I, I decided the good far outweighed the bad. Um, when you talk about diet, my wife is a, is a sugar addict. Like I, we will have chicken and asparagus for dinner and then I'll have like grapes and she'll open a box of Oreos, a gallon of milk and like half the box is gone. And I'm like, all right. And she's and I'm like, I'm not worried about your body. I just want you to live. This can't, this can't be good having this quantity of sugar every day. That's like, that's not like anomalous. That's like kind of every, every day. So it can't be good for you. Um, she doesn't have a primary care physician. And so this isn't about how you look in a bikini. This is more like, I'm really afraid of outliving you. And so all I could do is, is frame it like that. I'm not trying to take away your happiness. I'm not trying to change you. I'm sincerely worried for your health. I think it might behoove you, right? So it's the framing, so it's mm -hmm. constructive, not destructive. And you know, you, you're a love you graduate, you understand the, the difference, All right? Constructive is, I'm trying to help you. Destructive is, I want you to change for me because I don't like it. And whether you like it is irrelevant. The focus has to be on him, right? I'll give you another example from my marriage. Uh, my wife is the, is the, the, mayor, the PTA boss and class <laughs> mom and right. And she loves being involved. She's a doer, right? She's an extrovert. She wants to be out there. She wants to get her hand, hands dirty. What's the point of being stay at home mom? If you're, if you're not going to do the P, PTA and the class stuff, as it turns out, that responsibility of being the class mom for kids at two different schools means that she's up until uh, 1.30 in the morning sending emails and invites and making spreadsheets and she doesn't even have, it's like, she, like, we'll sit down, we'll have dinner, we'll watch TV and then she's got two and a half hours of work at night. And she just volunteered to do it again next year for the next, next school year. And I was like, why? Like, it seems to, you, to me, it causes you more pain 
oh my God, I was up until 1.30 and I emailed this mom and she didn't write back and it totally, now everything's thrown off and it causes you a lot of stress more than it causes you joy. So I'm willing to support your, if you would want to be the, the, the queen of the moms, I support that, but it doesn't seem to me that it's objectively making you happier. So just as the person who has boundaries and you're the yes person, I just want to call attention to the fact that it doesn't seem that this is making you happy and you're allowed to not be the boss of the moms. You could just be a really involved parent and uh, she's going to keep on doing it. Of course. <laughs> so it, it, nothing's going to change. Right. And she'll continue to complain about how tired and frustrated she is and eat her boxes of Oreos and I will love her anyway. And there's, because the good still far outweighs the bad. I've pretty much given you all the bad in our relationship right there. That's pretty much it. <laughs> right? But there's, there's nothing more to it. So is it for the best for everybody if she evolve? Probably. Is it within my capacity? No. Will I, do I reserve the right to speak my mind? Yes. Right? But it's done with kindness and concern. Right? For her, not for my sake, but for her. And like any piece of advice, I've been giving advice for 14 years, right? People mostly look for validation. They want, they're looking for someone to tell them what they want to hear. <clears throat> they're, not, they're not looking for, for real advice for the most part. Huh. Right? Right? Ch people don't want to be challenged. They want to be told, whatever you're doing, it's right. Because it, it goes down easier. It doesn't challenge their worldview. It doesn't, it, doesn't, uh, it doesn't mean that anybody has to change. So let's bring this back to you and your boyfriend. Given what I just said, the anecdote about my relationship and right, who she is, who's, she's a, just let me be me. I'm not really going to change. I mean, I love you and I want you to be happy. And I know you're kind of right, but this is who I am, right? Is that something you can deal with? Presuming nothing changes. Could you say the good I get out of this relationship, the, the love and support and companionship and laughter, is, does that justify the relationship? Because I can only presume that he's, he's going to be in the same place in one year. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's presume that. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's, let's, yeah, let's, let's take a, a picture of this moment. <clears throat> this is all it, this is all there is. Mm -hmm. Right. Here are his imperfections. You know, you're, you've done your love you husband picker exercise. They're your mm -hmm. imperfections. Mm -hmm. Right. Where does that leave you? And that's not a decision anybody can make, nor is it a decision you have to make right here on the air. But that is ultimately the question. <laughs> we could go around yes. and around about the best way to communicate with someone. Mm -hmm. Hey, the thing you're doing, here's how it makes me feel. There's a unit of that and love you too, how to talk to your man, right? Yes. So yes. there's a way to do this optimally. Yes. But listen, I'm a freaking coach and I do it optimally and nothing changes. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea can you change someone You're not really by trying to change them if anything you can embody better behavior right you can live by example mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and you don't have to be his mother but you might be his conscience yeah yeah 
And, and I think some of the things you're saying um, are true for me that in the past I had such a negative experience with my reactions to my husband's health um, that I just would not speak up at all. And um, in this relationship, I'm able to say anything I want, which is part of why it's a loving, wonderful. And that's why he's the sensitive artist. He's not the Marlboro yes. man, he's the sensitive no. artist. That's correct. And I'm so happy he's a sensitive artist. And the other thing I, uh, you know, I try to start thinking about is, you know, he's not really doing his career right now. And I'm starting to kind of, you know, I wish he would because he's amazing. And then I start, you know, subtly trying to set him up like tonight there's somebody coming over gee maybe you guys will jam and you know it's like I, I, I don't I see myself doing this and it's okay Sue can you accept him as he is now and there's a lot of things that don't sit well with me and there's a lot that does no, and, and that is why in relationships there's no value in making rash decisions you can't dump someone at the first hint of I don't like this about him. Right. right? You, you, you try that relation, you're four months in. Yeah. See how you feel in eight months. See how you feel at 12 months. And if at any point you're like, I can't do this, right? Yes. I, just, I can't do this for the rest of my life, right? Then you know what you have to do. Yeah, you know. But if, yeah. if, if the good's outweighing the bad, um, then you keep on going. And again, it's just, it's, it's the marathon. You're just putting one foot in front of the other, right? You don't yeah. have yeah. to figure it all out now. It's so funny you say that because after the second date, I dumped him. <laughs> and because uh, I could tell he had no money. I could tell he wasn't, he wasn't the kind of guy I was used to being around. And, and I thought, well, he seems, we seem to connect, but uh, I don't want to get involved with someone whose you know, car isn't running and that kind of thing. And um, he had such a lovely reaction to it that I said, I think I made a mistake. And because he's that's how who he is. He's an amazing person. And so he's an amazing person. And part of that, right, the, 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 the trade offs and the good and the bad qualities that are on flip sides of each other, being in general, a kind free spirit, you're yes. probably the person who's less likely to worry about changing the oil on your car, or paying <laughs> your electric bill, or really motivated to pursue things. You're just yeah. Your, your, your life is, is pleasure and enjoyment. Uh, it's not responsibility. And um, it's hard for women to be with men like that. My wife was, her first husband was a kind of guy like that. <laughs> um, but he happened to have a career, but he was still kind of a, a Peter Panish guy. Um, ultimately, I think, I think if you can make peace with this, right? Here's what I get a best friend, a lover, a partner in crime, someone who loves me unconditionally, lets me be myself. Yes. Yeah, I kind of have to be his mother and pick up his clothes after him and remind him to go to his doctor's appointments. But it keeps him alive. I'm protecting my investment. <laughs> yes. Right? If you can make peace with it instead mm -hmm. of building up resentment with Correct. it, Correct. then it's okay. But you're not wrong if you say, I need a man who's just got his shit together a little bit more. That's that's valid too. Yes. Right? Just because someone's nice doesn't mean he's yeah. everybody's husband. So, so whatever your boundaries are, they're fair. Okay. I guess I'm figuring out what my boundaries are. Yes. And uh, as we go along and I'm more than annoyance, I get very scared that I'm going to be the one responsible for all of our financial health and all you, of our physical health. Be. 
you will be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And uh, <laughs> I'm be. meeting with my financial planner uh, next week because we're in the middle of redoing things and I'm asking that question. Well, what do I, you know, can, can I support just me? Can I do me and my daughter later? Can I help my boyfriend? Can, yeah. All, all reasonable questions, but you're not obliged to get married to him and intertwine no. your finances. No, right? like not, you're, yeah. you're, you're the boss here, so. Correct, correct. Yeah, so figuring out those things that I can accept and not accept is gonna take some time. Exactly, and that's why we don't get engaged at four months, even if you really like someone. Um, <laughs> you're, we're, we're talking, and again, we're not worried about bearing children. Nope. You have years to figure out if this feels right, mm -hmm. and at some point, he's either gonna feel indispensable, God, he annoys me, but I can't live without him, or I'd actually be better off without him, <laughs> right? And that's the fork in the road. I can't yeah. live without him. It's too soon, right? To say I can't live without him. You've lived most of your life without him. So <laughs> you have to give it time for mm -hmm. him to become indispensable yeah. or impossible. <laughs> I love that. Uh, and, and the fear is I might feel that he's impossible, but as time goes on, he becomes more and more indispensable. My, my wife is far more indispensable now than when I proposed to her. Yeah. Not even like not even close. Just yeah. the years and years of yeah. shared memories and experience mm -hmm. and trust and inside jokes and mm -hmm. you know like there, there's sort of no substitute for that. The right. person who who has built up this treasure yeah. trove of stuff together as a shared unit, and a lot of people at the beginning just want to kind of fast forward and get to that. Mm -hmm. But there's nobody you know any soulmate instant connection that you have with someone that's based on excitement and shared common values and chemistry. It doesn't, it's any, there's no four year relationship that compares to a 10 year relationship or a 10 year relationship that compares to a 30 year relationship. It's just, you know, yeah. So don't, 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 yeah, don't, don't get ahead of yourself. These are good questions to ask, Yeah. but mostly just keep them in here and evaluate him like the CEO that you are. Yes. And give him a great working environment to thrive at your company. Yes. <laughs> yes, he's getting right? that. Appreciate him and right, for what, the good that he does bring to the equation. Focus on that rather yes. than focusing on what he doesn't do. And yeah, come back to me and let me know what you do. Thank you so much. I will. Thank, my pleasure. Thank you for being here. It's, uh, I, I really do like this part of my job. <laughs> and I want to put in a plug for Love You because uh, I don't know if you're, you're running it again, but um, it really does give you the whole gamut of the tools to figure out how am I going to be CEO of my love life. And I well, love thanks. that. I, I, uh, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, we're, we're, we, we don't have a launch planned right now. So uh, I guess we're building up a lot of uh, goodwill and momentum by giving free stuff away until we do launch Love You again. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Sue. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Right. Gosh, I love this job. Um, I want to thank you for joining me here on the Love You podcast. My name is Evan Marcass. Next week, I'm, I'm discussing something that's challenging, whether you take responsibility for your love life or not. Um, you'll probably want to wring my neck. Um, and after you wring my neck, you're probably going to want to look in the mirror. So I really hope to see you there. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to be a future guest on the Love You podcast, go to www.evanmarkatz.com forward slash podcast guest to see upcoming topics and ask questions. Finally, don't, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. 
uh, for this podcast, go to YouTube and, and subscribe to this channel. Follow me on both Facebook and Twitter. And uh, best of all, I give you the most free dating and relationship advice from a man's point of view on www.evanmarkcats.com. Put in your name and email address. I will help you get the love you deserve and diagnose the number one relationship challenge you're facing right now and give you a solution to solve it instantly. Thank you so much. I'll see you again next week on the Love Me Podcast. Thank <laughs> you.